letting you know what's going on without going on and on and on. Welcome to a fast-paced way to get caught up on all the day's biggest local stories from News Talk 830-WCCO. This is the All Local. With Thursday's WCCO All Local, I'm Lindsay Peterson. Today's stories include Minneapolis finally having a plan for the burned-down 3rd Police Precinct, a big concert announcement for next summer, and more on the president's visit to Minnesota Wednesday. But we begin with the state Supreme Court hearing arguments this morning on a push to disqualify former President Donald Trump from the 2024 election ballot in Minnesota. It all goes back to January 6, 2021, and whether or not the insurrection clause of the Constitution disqualifies Trump from appearing on the ballot. Attorney Ronald Fine, representing the petitioners, says it does. Section 3 of the 14th Amendment protects the republic from oath-breaking insurrectionists because its framers understood that if they're allowed back into power, they will do the same or worse. Attorney Nicholas Nelson representing former President Trump says January 6th was not an insurrection. This does not uh, rise to the scope or scale of an insurrection, and in particular that what President Trump did in connection with it does not involve engaging in an insurrection. Legal observers say it's possible and perhaps likely the case will end up going all the way to the U.S. Supreme Court. Laura Oaks, News Talk 830 WCCO. The Minneapolis City Council has now voted to approve plans to turn a building at 2633 Minnehaha Avenue into the city's new 3rd Police Precinct and Safety Center. It was more than three years ago the building was set on fire after the death of George Floyd in the rioting that followed. In a vote of 8 to 5, members approved opening a new police station, which will be just a few blocks from the original location. City Council member Jamal Osman. This is the first step of getting that healing that work that we talk about, that holistic vision we have. Hesitation is real. The, 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 the concerns are real. But we have to move forward sometimes. The project is expected to take about nine months to complete. Susie Jones, News Talk 830 WCCO. A stadium concert tour announcement this morning. Green Day bringing their Saviors Tour to Target Field Saturday, August 17th of next year, along with special guests Rancid, the Linda Lindas, and the Smashing Pumpkins. Presale tickets are available a week from today, next Thursday, with general sales on Friday. Steve Simpson, News Talk 830 WCCO. If you're thinking about planning a trip this winter to stay in a cozy cabin, you don't have to drive very far. The Four Seasons Hotel Minneapolis is set to kick off a celebration of winter with their rooftop Nordic Village experience. Hotel General Manager Florian Riddell says the winter marketplace has a European flair. On the weekends uh, in November and December, we will have some of these cabins now transform into a market. So, you you know, your holiday shopping, all of that is available here in these cabins during the day. At night, the cabins are transformed back into dining rooms. Riddell says he intends to up the ante every year going forward. Just wait until you see what we do next year. This is our second year and uh, this is only going to grow. This is going to get better and better as we go along. Taylor Rivera, News Talk 830 WCCO. President Joe Biden stopped in Northfield, Minnesota at a family farm on Wednesday touting his $5 billion investment into rural America. President Biden in Minnesota talking about his plan to breathe new life into rural America. My plan is about investing in rural America. It's about something else as well. It's about restoring pride to rural communities. 
That $5 billion investment will, among other things, expand high-speed Internet access across the country. I can honestly say I've never been more optimistic about America's future than I am today. We just have to remember who in God's name we are. We're the United States of America. Susie Jones, News Talk 830 WCCO. I'm Steve Simpson. Hundreds taking to downtown Minneapolis streets last night, voicing their opposition to the Biden administration's policies in the Middle East and the war there. I'm just here to show support to Palestine, um, and I want to stop funding genocide. The group rallying outside the federal building, denouncing Biden's proposed $14 billion in military aid for Israel. They're also asking the administration to call for an immediate end to the Israeli bombing in Gaza. WCCO Susie Jones has an update on a North Metro fire. One person is dead after an overnight house fire in Columbia Heights. The fire happened at a home on 47th and 7th Street. Firefighters had to break out a window to get the only person who was in the home at the time out. A dog was killed in the fire and more animals may have been inside. No word yet on what caused the blaze. Susie Jones, News Talk 830 WCCO. All this week, we're taking a look at next week's election and some of the more noteworthy races. In Minneapolis, all seats on the city council are up for grabs. WCCO's Laura Oaks takes a look behind the ballot at the forces at play. The big question is whether or not the council will become even more progressive than it already is, says reporter and co-author of the Axios Twin Cities newsletter, Tori Van Oot. Moderates who typically align with Mayor Jacob Fry right now often have a slim majority on many issues, but combination of uh, open seats, and incumbent challenges, uh, progressives are trying to use those to gain some sway on the council. Van Oot says the highest profile example of this is in Ward 8, where she says council president and ally of Mayor Jacob Fry, Andrea Jenkins, is facing a real threat from challenger Soren Stevenson. He is an activist endorsed by both the DFL and the Democratic Socialists of America. This is going to be a really close race, and this is one of those races that's going to put uh, cuts to the heart of the issue of the Minneapolis State Council, City Council of kind of moderates versus progressives. Van Oot says she's also watching Ward 12, Council Member Andrew Johnson's seat. Johnson is not running for re-election in a ward that includes the yet-to-be-decided new location of the 3rd Precinct Police Station, which was torched in the George Floyd riots. She says Wards 8 and 9, surrounding 38th and Chicago, where Floyd was murdered, are also notable, considering public safety is a big issue this election. In the big picture, though, Van Oot says voter turnout will be key during a time when the power of the progressives can't be ignored. The current numbers will make it difficult for progressives to gain a veto-proof majority on the council. So enough members to, you know, on a lot of different issues, override a veto by the mayor. But gaining even a seat or two, kind of like long-term, could have broader implications for the politics of the cities. Laura Oaks, News Talk 830 WCCO. Well, for now, it appears crime to be on the decline on metro transit buses and trains in the Twin Cities. The Met Council revealed a study showing that crime was down 22% over the summer. Metro Transit Police Chief Ernest Morales on the WCCO Morning News with Vanita Sakar. And I'm not going to say it's perfect. We have a long way to go. You're going to see things that you don't feel comfortable with. We don't have every line in every place perfect. But we're working toward it, and we're heading in the right direction. 
Metro Transit is funding a study, actually, to see if turnstiles might be a good way of stopping people from just jumping on the train. Susie Jones, News Talk 830 WCCO. Finally today, WCCO Steve Simpson on a local entertainment venue that could be under new ownership. The parent company of Valley Fair is heading toward a merger with another large amusement park company, Cedar Fair, which operates the Shakopee Park, and Six Flags Entertainment. Announcing details of a merged company, Cedar Fair owns 11 parks and four outdoor water parks in 10 states and Canada. Six Flags, the largest operator of water parks in all of North America, with 27 in the U.S., Canada, and Mexico. Thanks for listening to WCCO's All Local. You can find each day's All Local and all of our podcasts at WCCORadio.com or by downloading the Odyssey app. I'm Lindsay Peterson, News Talk 830 WCCO.